Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Bills forced to burn their second timeout. And he fires in zone. He's got Chandler for the Buffalo touchdown. No snow! The one play that people remember about Scott Chandler more than any other Uh, five of his nine seasons in Buffalo in the NFL, a short stint in New England as well. We'll talk to him about that in just a little bit with the game tonight, obviously on tap. But Scott, how the heck are you? And second of all, what were you thinking when you saw the Bills have another game relocated to Detroit because of the snow? First of all, yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you really just feel for the people of Buffalo. You know that they're ready for that and equipped for it, but it, it is, a, you know, quite the ordeal to go through. And, uh, you know, I think any time a home game gets taken away, it kind of stinks, but, you know, you make the best of it and go win the game, and the Bills are able to do that at all times. Were you surprised at, uh, at how that game turned out, not only the one that you caught the touchdown in, but then – you know, to see the Bills go back there. And this situation was unique in and of itself as well because they had another game there against Detroit five days later. Can you get your mind around what it would have been like as a player to do that, to go through two games, same stadium, on the road, that close together? What a weird situation. Yeah, I mean, just the the travel, I think, would have been difficult. Uh, But, you know, I think playing in the same stadium is is not – a bad thing unless the turf stinks. Uh, you know, you, you just get more comfortable with your surroundings, allows you to play a little more free. I mean, I think that's why teams usually play better at home. They're still more comfortable. Now, now, if I remember right, Scott, you were one of the guys that had to get to the stadium via snowmobile for that game. Um, Tremaine Edmonds had to do the same exact thing. They actually had the Erie County Sheriff's rescue team Go and get him. I don't know if we've ever talked to you about what the snowmobile trip was like, but you were on the snowmobile, right, to get there? Yeah, and it was it was great because there was just some guy that was snowmobiling around town, and they flagged him down. They're like, hey, will you go pick up a few of the Bills players that live nearby <laughs> here? And he's like, yeah, hey. You know, and, and so, uh, you know, he, 
I, I, I walk out there. I'm like, so how'd they get you? And he's like, oh, I was just driving by and they flagged me down, asked me to come pick you guys up. I was like, heck yeah, go build. So, you know, the, the ride there was great. You just gonna, you know, talk to the guy a, a little bit about, uh, you know, who he's picked up and those kind of things. And, you know, we had like five or six of us live on the same street at that time. Eric would have lived a couple houses down. Orton was on the street, Garrison Sandborn, Dan Carpenter, Sammy was on the street. So he, he made quite a few other stops that day right after me. That's crazy. Well, Scott, we, we wanted to have you on because you're one of the, the guys who played for the Buffalo Bills and for the New England Patriots. And you look back on your time in Buffalo, a ton of your career was spent here. But you also did spend some time in New England. What are your thoughts about this rivalry and particularly about this game tonight? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's kind of flipped on its head here with, you know, Josh coming up and Tom going south. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about tonight. I think, you know, the Bills are a better team. Uh, they play well, take care of the ball. Um, you know, I think that they've got the, both the defense and offensive uh, advantage. And, you know, they're going to have to stop the run. Stevenson's a, a good back. And when they're, you know, when they're physical and able to run the ball, then you have to play action shots. But, uh, you know, if we just take care of the ball and convert in the red zone, I think the Bills will win. So, Scott, climb into the mind of Coach Belichick for a second, if you could, having been around him, when he would face an opponent, and I realize Brady was a tremendous equalizer, even if maybe they were in a matchup where the other team was stacked with talent from the top to the bottom of their roster. But when he was, in the instances where he might have been faced with an opponent that, you know, as you even stated yourself, has superior talent to his, what was his general approach, I guess, more often than not in those situations? Yeah, I think Bill's always going to try and take away your number one option. So, you know, look for look for a lot of attention to get paid to digs, which, you know, allows, uh, you know, Dawson Knox and, and Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie to be able to make plays, and, you know, be able to make plays in the running game too. And, you know, I think that was part of why I, I was able to have success against the Patriots when I was with the Bills was because they were paying attention to Stevie. And, uh, you know, no, I just had a lot of good matchups that way. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, Stephon might have a might have a tougher night. Maybe not. You know, he's, he's able to beat some double teams quite a bit still. But, uh, you know, I, I think that Bill usually starts with we're going to stop the number one guy. Yeah, and if, if that – comes to be the case certainly the bills if, if you take away a guy like steph Diggs, you still have to deal with josh allen his ability to extend the play uh how what's it give us a, a sense of it as a tight end and a guy on the inside where you're always going to be an option what's it like when you look back and you have a quarterback that is never out of a play and you see a lot of plays that go off script and you have to have a plan for that how much time and effort goes into having a plan when there is no plan if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, quite a bit. I was, I was lucky enough in college to play with a guy named Drew Tate who was a little bit of Johnny football before Johnny football came around. And so, you know, the scramble drill was a real thing. And uh, you, you just learn kind of what your quarterback wants and, and his body language. And, you know, he, he might just give you a little flick of the head or a little hand and he wants you to go deep. Or he might, you know, give you a nod and want you to come back on the sideline. So, those, those things are, you know, what all of the offseason and training camp, and then obviously throughout the season, you just get into a, uh, a real uh, – you, you get on the same wavelength with one another and you're able to, to kind of read one another out. I had that with Fitz pretty well. You know, he and I kind of had the same idea of, of how things were going to go if we played in Yeah, and, and for Josh, like 
basically his top four passing options have all been with him for at least three seasons. So I have to imagine those scramble rules, they kind of know like the back of their hand. Um, How valuable is that against a team and a defense like the Patriots that, as you said, is pretty good at taking away, you know, what you want to do first and try to make you play left-handed. It sounds like based on the time this group has had together with Josh, they should be able to, to get to the second and third option if necessary. Uh, I mean, I think if you look at the Bills offense, most of the problems have been self-inflicted. You know, they, they have all the personnel and, and schematic uh, ability to, to outplay most of the teams they play. It just, you know, it becomes that uh, ability to go execute all the time. And, uh, you know, I think that's, that's where they'll continue to grow. Um, they, and they, you know, you see them when they, when they are executing, nobody stops. And uh, I think that, you know, that's, those are the kind of things that as you get towards this end of the season and trying to make a postseason run, you're going to be amplified. When you get to a, a point, this point of the season and, and with the Bills, they've kind of had road, ridden this roller coaster of injuries and guys getting healthy and then a different group gets injured and then another group. It's been sprinkled throughout their roster. They actually now seem to be getting to the point where they're a little healthier, obviously with a, a few notable exceptions. How do you uh, give us an idea of what you remember about having a season where you kind of got to keep rolling, trying to win games when you're not a hundred percent on all cylinders? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the, one of the biggest things in the NFL is, you know, how good the, the guys are able to step up because there's going to be injuries. Uh, you know, you hope they're not in key positions or, you know, in, in key matchups, but it's going to happen at some point. And, uh, you know, you just got to, keep your whole team ready to play. And, uh, you know, that's where guys who have been playing special teams for weeks and weeks, you know, have to step in and be able to make plays. Like, you know, like you've seen guys like A.J. Klein able to step in and just you know, uh, step in and play well. And, uh, you know, obviously you like having guys like Milano and, Trey and, and Edmonds out there. But, you know, when a guy can step in and play well like that, you know, uh, who was – I think he was with – you know, not even with the team all year. Uh, able to step in and, and play in a system he knows. That's those are the kind of things that uh, elevate teams from being good teams to great teams, and, uh, and you know really play a vital part in uh, seeding in the playoffs and who gets home field advantage. Yeah, I would say probably your guys' 2011 team comes to mind with the injury bug because you guys were rolling, and then Fitz has the rib injury, Fred breaks his leg, a couple other guys go down, and. You guys just didn't have the same kind of depth that maybe this roster has now. Um, and speaking of that roster, you're going to have Eric Wood in the radio booth. Fitz is doing the Amazon thing. How wild is it to see Fitz doing doing games on Thursday night, pregame and postgame now? I just want him to dress up like Deshaun Jackson every week. It's uh, <laughs> you know, the stuff he's got going. I, I need him to bring the chains out again. He's been doing a great job, though. You know, it's fun to watch those guys. Uh, you know, both those guys are some of the smartest guys that I've played with, and, and you know, Eric and, and Fitz. And, you know, you, you know that they're going to have success uh, in whatever they do, so it's fun to watch them uh, having success around football. How do you think – what are your thoughts about this game tonight? How do you think it's going to go? What, uh, what kind of personality is this game? Is this – I mean, these teams play twice a year. This is the first time they've met. We kind of have a handle on what these two teams are. This deep into the season, getting their first matchup – is way different than when you meet him in week one or week two of the season. 
Yeah, I mean, I think from a New England perspective, they're going to want to run the ball and, and control the clock and, you know, just keep the ball in Josh's hands as much as possible. And, uh, you know, I, I think if, if the Bills are able to stop the run early, uh, and, you know, I think they're going to have to have some success running the ball too, whether that's, you know, through Singletary, Cook, or, or Josh. And uh, But I, I just think ultimately it's going to come down to if the Bills are able to protect the ball and, and get a couple stops on defense, they're going to have too much. And, uh, you know, I think, that, I think the Patriots are still just rebuilding a little bit. Yeah. Tend to, and they're probably going to have to find out by the end of the season whether they want to continue with Mac or make a change there with a couple of decent quarterback drafts coming up as well. All right, Scott, listen, thanks for joining us here on game day. We appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to catching up with you down the line, but uh, enjoy the game tonight. All right. Thanks guys. I appreciate it. Go Bills. Thanks, Go Scott. Bills. Yeah. That's uh, former Bills tight end Scott Chandler, who knows all too well about November after that game that they uh, had, what was that back in 2014? If my memory serves me properly. Uh, and then, the Bills had to do it all over again just two weeks ago. And uh, we forgot to mention this to Scott, Steve, but uh, Deion Dawkins replicated Scott's celebration after the game was over in the end zone with fans. So uh, his celebration may be even more popular now than it was seven years ago. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, we we uh, look at the remaining schedule there, Steve, and we know this three-game division slate's coming up. Um it's important, man. It's going to pretty much spell it out the rest of the way here. Absolutely. The, the, at the end of these three games, you would think that they're going to have a real handle on uh, what they're looking like going forward. Now, if, even if they win all three games, uh, they're still – I doubt they'll have anything sewed up, a playoff spot or anything else. They'll be 11-3 and three at that point if they can win all three of those games. I, I don't know that that's going to tell us too much with three games remaining. You know what I mean? I um, I think it'll still be up in the air as to what the seeding will gonna are gonna be. They'll still if they keep yeah. winning out, they're still gonna be in the conversation for the one seed. But they still are gonna be only probably in the conversation for the division title too, depending on what happens with the the Dolphins. So, uh, other division games got to take place, and after these three games, they still got to play the Bears, Bengals, and Patriots again. So, yeah, I it, we're gonna know. How we're going to have a real, a, a much better view of the big picture after these three division games uh, than we do right now. But you got to think from this end of this three game stretch, the way the other three teams are playing, you got to win all three. You've got to win all three. Uh, now, certainly, yeah, because math- then, math- then you get your head above water, right? With the division record, right? Mathematically, you'd probably don't have to win all three. But man, oh man, from this end of it, you got to win all three. Well, yeah, and I think if you do, you kind of put yourself in the catbird seat because you know your hand in each of your division opponents at least one loss over that stretch. You drop New England to six and six, depending on what the Jets do this week. They could either be seven and four. What are they? They're seven and four right now. So they could be, they could either be coming in next week. Seven and five, or eight and four. Yeah, the so you Jets can yeah. hand them their fifth or sixth loss. You know, the Jets, I mean? have, the Jets have got the Vikings this week. Uh, and oh then, yeah, and That's then the not Bills. Easy game. Right. So the and right, you know, like you said, they're seven and four. But they, even if they're eight and four coming into Buffalo, that's that's a, a giant game still. Um, yeah. 
And then, you know, of course, the, the Dolphins, I mean, the Bills are chasing the Dolphins down ever since week three. Uh, but they've got the, char- the Niners and the Chargers coming up next, do the Dolphins. Um, yeah, what do you what do you what do you think of Coach McDaniel's approach? I don't know if you saw this, but he's keeping the team out on the West Coast all week. So they play the Niners on Sunday, and then they're staying out there on the West Coast all week in LA before they play the Chargers the following Sunday. Well, I'm I'm not going to question McDaniel's, you know, his ability to keep his hand on the pulse of that team. I think he probably gets them and want, probably wants to do that, and he probably feels good about doing it. Uh, there's probably a little bit of good in that, getting them out of the, getting them on a business trip and keeping them focused uh, day in, day out while they're out there. The weather will be fine. They'll be able to get good practices in. They'll get acclimated. They'll get get a chance, particularly with the Chargers game, they'll get a chance to get on that time zone. It'll be a game that takes place at 8.15 um, East Coast time. Yeah, that's it, the game that got flexed. Yeah, it's only going to be 5.15 in Miami. So, but by, by them staying out there a week, it'll feel more normal to them. So I, I wouldn't question his getting that right. Um, but you still got to go out there and execute it and stay focused for the entire week and not get distracted and you know, all that stuff. Uh, so we'll see, but, um, I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, it's going from Miami to San to LA for that game or going from Miami to San Francisco, then to LA, um, for a week is different than Buffalo going to Detroit. I mean, we all know that. Buffalo to Detroit is is a cab ride. So Yeah. The thing I was wondering about it was, I'm wondering, you know, McDaniel obviously knows the 49ers organization intimately, having been a former assistant there. I wonder what the factors were that went into that decision. Obviously, travel time, back the back and forth, crisscrossing the country. You'd prefer not to do that. I know a lot of West Coast teams – typically stay east when they have two eastern time zone opponents in a row on the road uh we know that uh jim harbaugh did that when he coached the 49ers he would stay on the east coast in those situations and i can't remember if kyle shanahan's employed that so he's just doing the reverse here but i wonder if the opponent factored in i think mcdaniel and the dolphins are probably anticipating a very physical game against, you know, the best defense in football right now in the 49ers, who will rough you up. Uh, maybe it's better on bodies if you take what amounts to an hour flight from San Fran to L.A. instead of, you know, four hours yeah. back across the country and then another four hours back out for the next weekend. Well, I think the, the question is, what reasons are there for McDaniels, for McDaniel to keep the team out there or to go out there and stay out there, what are there, what reasons we don't know about that we can't figure out for ourselves? Is there something, is there gamesmanship involved? Is there something about the Niners or is there something about LA or whatever that he wants to keep them out there? I, I doubt that because the Niners game is just a regular away game. They're going to fly in, yeah. play the game, fly out. Uh, the problem is when they, the difference is when they fly out, they're going to fly south to LA, not to, not to Miami. Uh, so I doubt that San Francisco has any tactical advantage because he used to coach there or that he knows them or anything. I don't think that's the case. Uh, and I think staying out there has everything to do with a five-hour flight back to Miami, getting acclimated, getting ready, and start <clears throat> getting started uh, back into the game tape for the Chargers. 
I think it really has to do, the, the only issue with it is getting the right set. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Up in L.A. for a week of work and a week of rehab, a week of treatments, a week of medical attention, ice It's a lot of logistics. Yes, it's big. And I don't know what facility they're thinking about using while they're there. Are they going to go to USC? Are they going to go to Cal, yeah, I, UCLA? Uh, you know what I mean? Are they going to go to one of these other right. cities or one of these other these college campuses, which is kind of apropos. You know, a lot of t- colleges like doing it because it gives them a, a recruiting. So, yeah, well, the, you know, the Miami Dolphins use our facilities when they come to town, ta- that kind of thing. So there's plenty yeah. of people who would offer it up. But would it really work? And how many of your staff are you taking out there? Because the Bills take, I know, a good chunk of people with them, but they don't take everybody on the road. Right. Actually, the uh, the Bills did that when Chan Gailey's 2012 Bills stayed out west at San Fran and then at Arizona. They stayed a week in Arizona we basic, Resort, yeah. Right, right. And then they did all of their practice stuff at Arizona State in Tempe right. uh, that whole week. And they actually practiced in a practice bubble because it was even still too hot then uh, to be outside doing whatever as they got ready for their game against the Cardinals. It's perfectly fine. I mean, you know, not that it's not fine. It's perfectly okay to to do all that as long as you can get your guys. It depends on how easy it is to get in and around meetings, move to and from your room to practice, from practice back to to the, you know, the medical facilities, whatever they are, the, you know the ice baths, the the training staff, all that. How you know how hard is it to do that? 
how quickly can they get the players acclimated because they still got to concentrate on getting ready for their next opponent, you know, and it's, it's hard to do that in strange environment, you know, because you got all this other stuff that's distracting you. Well, like, like, where's my locker? You know, like, where's my locker every day? Where's, you know, all that stuff. It's, it sounds minute and small, but it's really important for these guys to get into this routine. So I think if you could convince a guy like McDaniel that, they're going to have it smooth and sailing. And, and I wouldn't be surprised either, Brownie, that if, if they may send people straight from Miami to L.A. who aren't going to San Francisco for that game and get everything set up before they actually show up. Oh, I would say that's almost right? definite. you like, got to do that. you got to do that. I'm just surprised that a first-year head coach is trying to pull that off. That's the only thing. Well, he's got people in the building that are, you know, not new right. to this. Um, and it's not – I mean, it's not <clears> – <throat> let's face it, it's not – complicated but you got you got to know who to call right i mean you got to know what you know hey i need you know i need six hot tubs and whatever whatever all over at this place you know if you're doing it at the hotel or they doing it at the at the college and it may be too that mcdaniel has some relationships with ucla or usc or wherever it is they're going to do it you know hey get, yeah. and and they got i got you bro i i'm you're all set up where well, they probably got people at the college that have some nfl experience all that kind of stuff but yes it is a it's a lot of stuff to get done for an NFL team moving into your facility for five or six days and being efficient. That's hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mc, I don't know. One it, other, it doesn't surprise me that McDaniel's doing that, though. He seems like that kind of guy, doing it the smart way, which yeah, I think this is the smart way. A very way. planned person. Yeah. yeah. Um, we will take a break here when we come back. We will open the OBL mailbag with your questions. And also, we will tell you there is one former Bill who could see the field tonight for New England if the offensive tackle injury situation does not pan out well for the Patriots heading into tonight's kickoff. We'll tell you who that is when we return here on One Bills Live, presented by Collida Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Hey, everybody. Tonight's game sponsor is Lecom. Lecom, we make doctors. Steve, as we said before the break, the Patriots are precariously thin at the offensive tackle position. Left tackle Trent Brown added to the injury report today as questionable with an illness. He's been sick two of the last three weeks, did not play in the Jet, did not start the Jets game, came in and was used sparingly against the Jets in that game. And then right tackle Isaiah Wynn, we already know, is out for tonight's game. Going to miss a second straight week with a foot injury. His backup, who's expected to start at right tackle tonight, Yadni Kayust, is questionable with a calf injury. Marcus Cannon, who used to step in for Isaiah Wynn, is on IR because he's in concussion protocol. So who would that leave if any of those three cannot play tonight? None other than former Bills backup offensive tackle, Connor McDermott, who was signed off the Jets practice squad after the Patriots had to put Marcus Cannon on IR with the concussion. Connor McDermott making another appearance. How many? What a year is this for him? I don't even know. I think it's, it's like thirty-seven, thirty-two. I mean, he's been playing since he's been playing. <laughs> you can't since, get rid of him. He's been playing since uh, the late '90s, right, Connor McDermott? I, uh, <clears throat> he I know is, it uh, seems that way, but yeah. uh, he has bounced around. Um, 
Yeah, more than, than a Super Bowl. Mostly the AFC East is where he's bounced around. Yeah, well, you know, he's sick. He's one of those guys. He's a 6'8", 300-plus pound guy who's pretty athletic. Um, never really found a home, though, for any of these teams that he's been with. You know, at least not a – Yeah. Um, he's a career backup. That's what he is. Yeah, uh, for whatever reason that is, whether he's, whether he's not strong enough or maybe not that athletic enough that he can stay there. But, he's you know, he's a 6'8 guy, so it's hard to swing him down inside to, ta- to guard. Uh, yeah. So – uh, maybe that's maybe that's his lot in life. But if if he gets on the field tonight, uh, it's because, you know, one of the things the scenarios you've said happen, you know, the calf injury happens, uh, the, the illness becomes worse or, um, you know, or, or something else. So it, it's. Yeah, he's on the menu. No question. Yeah. And we should also mention that with this game being on a Thursday night, both the Bills and the Patriots have until 4 p.m. today to make any practice squad elevations if they so desire. So there is still time if, for them to do that if they feel it's necessary. And I would tend to think, Steve, and I, I want to check right now real quick. I want to look at the Patriots practice squad, and they have they have two guards on their practice squad and one tackle, Hunter Thedford is their tackle who sounds like he belongs more at a tennis club uh, than he does as an offensive tackle with a name like that. My goodness. Hunter Thedford. Really? Hunter um, Sedford. If he Hunt, Hunter Thedford, okay. T H E D. He is on their practice squad. He's the only tackle on the practice squad. So if he gets elevated tonight, I think that's a strong indication that they don't think Yadni Kayust or Trent Brown will be able to go the whole way. And then you're just one injury away from having a, a, a break glass in emergency situation there. Um, yeah. So but, I think if there is a practice squad elevation before four o'clock and Hunter Thedford is one of them, uh, we'll know that Trent Brown is very iffy tonight. Well, Hunter Thedford, no, Hunter Thedford is, well, he's listed as a tight end. Oh, on the okay. roster, I've got I him see. listed as an offensive tackle this here. Hold says, on, let me on, check. I'm looking at the practice squad on the NFL site, and it says Hunter Thedford. He's number, but he is number 68 in your program. Yeah, listed. As, I think he's a tackle. Yeah. This okay. This this says TE. Maybe they just added the six six two sixty. First year out of Utah. Wow. Yeah. They've got Hayden Howerton. Yeah, I see. He's, they list him as a tight end, too, here. I'm now, I was looking at an online roster, and it had him listed as a tackle. Now, here, I'm looking at the only pure O the lineman week, they've the got. The weekly release of the Patriots, and they have him listed as a tight end, too. They've so got a couple a of O linemen other than him. Uh, one would be Bill Murray. They're, this guy, this is like a 6'4, 265. <laughs> Bill Murray. Yeah. The names are fantastic. I know, yeah. He's two six four. He's only two sixty-five <laughs> though, so he may be um and then the other O lineman is a guard, uh Hayden Howerton, who's six three, three hundred. He's a rookie out of SMU. Uh any of these guys yeah. would be emergency activations. If that happens, you know, yeah, you got you know, you're gonna have to m- make it work with those guys. Uh, yeah, I think what they would do in that situation, let's just assume that McDermott's starting. Cayuse is hurt. Brown can't finish. McDermott probably goes to left tackle. They would probably kick Mike Unwenyu out to tackle the right guard. He's played some tackle in his career, and then you bring the young kid up from the practice squad. You plug him in at guard and pray for 
it all working. Right. You got <laughs> yeah. Their their linemen are certainly um, yeah. I mean, the first guy up is you know Dave Andrews is their center, eight year yeah. guy out of Georgia. But he's questionable tonight too. Right. And then they go down through you know they got like you said Trent Brown, Cayuste, uh, James Ferentz, Michael Winyu, Cody Rusi, Russi, Rusi. Cole Strange, our good old friend from the first round of last year. Isaiah Wynn, who's out. Uh, and then they got Connor McDermott. That's our it. good friend. <laughs> <clears throat> so there you go. I mean, um, I, I don't know how big a factor all these guys are going to be. They're going to they'll, the, they're gonna have them coached up. We've seen this too many times. We've seen this movie too many times not to think that the Patriots are going to come in and, and roll over. Uh, despite what happened in that playoff loss last year in Buffalo and even the game in Foxborough last year, this is not a team that goes away. And uh, I, and I, I, I think we're not going to do it today because we're almost out of time, but you almost kind of want to take the temperature of the Bills fans about how much angst still remains about this game. This is a Bills team, and we've been here for you know 12 games now this year or 11 games now this year. The Bills are the better team. How much better are they going to have to be to win this game tonight? Uh, how well, how much of 100% of their abilities are they going to have to reach to win this game? Because if they reach 100% of the bil- their abilities, I've said it before, they ain't nobody beating them. Not the Chiefs, not the Baltimore Ravens, not the Niners, not the Eagles, nobody. But we've seen them you know, win by three, you know, win by six. Uh, how close to 100% are they going to have to play tonight, and will they? Now, you know, we you keep chewing this up. Josh shows up on primetime games. So does Steph. You'd like yep. to see – you'd like to think Von Miller has rubbed off on Greg Rousseau and A.J. Epinesa and Shaq Lawson and, and Ed Oliver say, hey, guys, this is – the lights are on. Let's – this is when you show it. Ed, this is the, this is a Thanksgiving game, you know. <laughs> Go out and get Defensive Player of the Week. And this, by the way, we didn't notice that uh, Tyler Bass is Defensive Special Teams Player of the Month for the AFC. Yeah, for November. It's, you know, so Tyler Bass, tip your hat to that guy. Uh, they got the Bills have got some people, and if they play their best, we can all put our feet up and eat wings and drink beer and eat pizza, you know. So. But, you know, we have not, because of the injuries that have been scattered around the roster, we haven't really looked like that team 100%. Yeah. I'd like to know what the temperature of the, the fan base is, you know? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, let's go to the OBL fan mailbag as we do that a day early with the game here on Thursday night. And Nick's, Nick asks, have we seen enough of Xavier Rhodes in action to properly assess his play? With our secondary struggling, I'm wondering if he should get more playing time. Well, as we know, Rhodes is now on the active roster. They put Christian Benford, as Steve mentioned earlier, on injured reserve, which opened up a roster spot. Rhodes was elevated from the practice squad to the active roster. And essentially, he's your fourth corner going into the game tonight. And you know, Tredavious White, in all likelihood, is probably not going wire to wire uh, from start to finish tonight. So you have Tredavious White and Dane Jackson starting. When White rotates out, it's presumably Kyrie Elam. I suppose it could be Rhodes. Um, 
Rhodes did get some time on the field last week before Elam did. Now that I'm thinking about it. So I think it'll be interesting to see what the choice is there after White's night is done. Yeah, I think this rolls into the 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 I think this comes into more about what's going on with Trey White than it does with Xavier Rhodes and Dane Jackson. I think it's about Trey White. If Trey Well, I I know what you're saying, Steve, but at the same time, Dane Jackson's had a rough go of it the last couple of games. He's been picked on and he's been giving up touchdowns. So I think that's where Nick's question stems from. Yeah, that's I get you. Um yeah, maybe. I don't know. I You think they're you think they're really three guys if if let's say Tredavious White takes every snap. So you think there's three guys that are neck and neck, Dane Jackson, Kyrie Elam and Xavier Rhodes and they don't know who they want to play. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm I'm wondering if the recent play of Dane Jackson, I mean the passer rating against was 129 last week. And he, you know, he gave up another touchdown. They were clearly targeting him in the first half of the game. Um, when does the defensive staff say, hey, maybe we should look at a change. Let's put a veteran in there. Xavier Rhodes, been there, done that, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, you know, it's a fair question from Nick. I, I, I don't know if they've seen enough of him in a regular season game to know. He got a few series last week, if I remember right. I get it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but here's the thing. If you don't know if you've got somebody that's better, anybody you put there, whether it's Kyir Elam or Xavier Rhodes, you don't think they're going to get picked on too? They will. Right away. Well, right. Right away. They're all, anybody they put over there is going to get picked on. So, you know, pick your poison. And whether they just want to give a different look uh, and try and get a matchup they like, because it might be that uh, Dane Jackson will match up with somebody on the Patriots roster pretty good, but he – can't get matched up with him because they move the guy away or Kair Elam will match up with the guy pretty good or Xavier Rhodes. Likewise, they may like the matchup with certain guys on the Patriot roster, but they can't guarantee they're always going to get that matchup. So they're trying to mix and match all the way through, you know, series by series to get a handle on what the Patriots are doing. Um, that, and we're all saying this in actuality if, as if Trey White's taking every snap on the other side and not getting picked on. So, if Trey White's not going to play and you've got Kyir Elam out there with Dane Jackson or Xavier Rhodes and Kyir Elam or hiring for your small business, if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Xavier Rhodes and Dane Jackson. I mean, somebody's getting picked on. Um, you, I, I, you know, that's that's a huge unknown for us, especially. And I don't even know if the Bills have a handle on it. Yeah. Quickly, Ed asks, are we going to see ground and pound or high octane offense tonight? I would tend to think the Bills are going to do what they do, which is throw the football. Although the run game has made some distinctive strides the last couple of weeks i mean they're over 160 yards the last three games they've they found some consistency in the run game i think more than anything else so they might go to that on occasion but they still are what they are right you're not changing your identity no you don't need to you're not going to run out there afraid to try and throw the football against the patriots they're going to do what they do and then if it works then they're going to see if they can work on their game on their run game and see if they can get that up to snuff in the second half of this game while their Patriots are desperate to catch up and trying to get them off the field that way. You know, you know that's what you hope happens. You get up by three scores, seventeen points, or you know, uh, fifteen points or whatever, and start handing it off more when you actually would have thrown it otherwise. But yeah, you do it the opposite way. You don't come out and run the football, get a big lead, and then what, run the football? No. The Bills are going to be who they are. Are you going to take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands on a Thursday night football game going into New England? No. They're going to yeah. they're come in and sling it. they got perfect conditions for it tonight. It's going to be you know low 20s or mid-20s, no wind, clear night. Dude, they're going to run. They're going to, they're going to throw it all over the yard. Go get them. Um, all right, we got to take a break here. When we come back, we'll wrap things up with building a game plan. That's next here on One Bills Live. Okay, it's time for us to build a game plan presented by United Rentals. United Rentals is the exclusive and official construction equipment rental partner of the Buffalo Bills. Steve, for the offense, I think it's about starting fast, you know, and that means throwing the football. So I'm for them doing that and you know, getting up early and not making them think they can hang with them. Yeah, and I think defensively you want to just stop the run, get this game in the hands of Mac Jones, see if he can beat you. All right, that's building a game plan. Steve and I are done for day. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll see you tomorrow at 1 p.m. to wrap it all up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.